Hi everyone, welcome back to the Unblemished podcast. This is our sixth episode. Today we are going to be talking about common misconceptions and pressures we feel as Christian women relating to our faith, knowing if you're saved. I'm super excited. I think these conversations and dialogues are so important to be having and that just when we speak them into existence and start talking about them and talk about the pressures we feel, the misconceptions we believed, we break those chains and we really do experience freedom through that vulnerability. Um, If you're tuning in to the Unblemish podcast for the first time, Unblemish is a platform for Christian women to share their insecurities and struggles and through immense vulnerability, find lasting freedom in their creator. So I'm super excited for today's podcast. I'm joined by my sister-in-law and friend, Ari, who has written for Unblemished, um, but also has just been with me in this process and um, supported me the whole way. And so I'm super excited to just get together today and talk with her. So I hope you guys enjoy the podcast today. Um, Yeah, and let's get into it. Hey, Ari, thanks for being on the podcast today. How are you doing? Katie, I'm doing well. Just enjoying my day. Good. Well, to start off, would you just want to introduce yourself, maybe share your connection to Unblemished and maybe like what Unblemished has meant to you as it's lived on? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I believe it was back in January. Um, I wrote my first post for Unblemish, and I just really appreciated, even from the very start, how raw everyone was able to be um, in their posts and um, just really sharing their thoughts and what the Lord has put on them. And so I was really excited to be able to share with Unblemished just kind of some of my faith journey. And yeah, it's just been a really cool community to get to know. Yeah, for sure. Well, yes, I definitely want to talk about the piece you wrote. Can you walk us through a little bit about what you wrote about, kind of maybe what that process of writing it was like for you? And since writing that, have you felt like you've learned anything more or discovered something in writing it, you know, like kind of as you look back on it? Absolutely. Um, Well, when I was first asked to write a piece, I honestly didn't know what I was going to write about. Um, We've been a lot more involved in our current church, and I've been reading the Bible a lot more. Um, But in general, it has been, like all faith journeys, a journey. And so there have been ups and downs, and I just really wasn't sure exactly what I felt like I had to share. Um, and then honestly, like, I really feel like God called me to tell this story, um, that actually was more of like an embarrassing story, to be honest, but basically the gist of my (laughs) post was that we went to become members of our church, um, and our church has two main questions that they ask, uh, each new member, um, And honestly, it's how they try to share the gospel with others. But um, on a scale of one to 10, 
how likely do you think you like you'll go to heaven um and I answered a six and um I don't think I like I had heard that the church asked that question and I had kind of considered that question but not really considered my own answer I think before that moment and um honestly before I like said it out loud (laughs) I was like wow I didn't know I felt like I was a six um (laughs) but um and we were not denied membership that's not really what they were doing but they basically asked us to um reevaluate and read some passages in the bible um to go along with kind of how we were feeling um because the gist of the story is that if you believe in jesus christ you're going to heaven like he's a 10 he made it a 10 like no one is worthy <laughs> to actually be with him and so um yeah just i think growing up um and i went to catholic school growing up and um there's a lot more uh, works-based thought process behind that um and then i'm kind of a perfectionist so my own <laughs> my own will is, was pushed on that and like my own judgment of myself. And so, yeah, just, again, it's still a journey every day, but um, just reminding myself every day that he's got me. He's got all of us. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And no, and I, I appreciate your vulnerability in your piece. Cause I think that is something like, I mean, I think if you, I think you'd be surprised if you went, to church members and you ask them the same question, I think you would be surprised at how few tens you would get, you know? So I think it's important to just be talking about that. And one of the things you mentioned in your article, kind of going off what you were saying, was your lack of belief in your worthiness of heaven. And I know you just talked about, you know, you grew up in maybe more work-based thing, but like, where do you think that feeling stems from and kind of like what was the most influential thing in reframing or re-understanding your salvation as you read those passages and went through all of that yeah absolutely um I think that so just in like the general sense of my worldly being a lot of the times feel like I fell short like oh I didn't get my to-do list done today or like oh, like, I didn't read the Bible today or yesterday, like, I'm not worthy of heaven, (laughs) or like, oh, I haven't, like, really thought a nice thing about that person recently, (laughs) it's like, I, there are so many different ways that I just feel like I fall short of the glory of God, and like, just fall short even in, like, earthly standards, um, and this question actually is one that I think has been on my heart really going forward. Um, and one of the things that we, uh, we uh, Josh, my husband and I, um, had really talked about when we got asked this question was um, we really dug into the Bible and Romans and really looked like, okay, if we really believe in Jesus Christ, why aren't we 100% living for him? And if you look in the Bible, it's 
I think Paul has something like, I do what I do not want to do and I don't do what I want to do. Um, and just really highlighting the folly of man. <laughs> and so um, I think part of it is just like knowing like we in general will always fall short of the glory of God. But because Jesus came, like we are so worthy and he loves us so much. And like for us to say that we're not worthy is almost like negating what he did in a way, you know? So he's already decided like, hey, you're my child. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's really good. And yeah, I think it is. It's just a constant battle every day of like, the flesh side versus our spiritual side and I think everyone lives in that tension and it's it's hard for sure um so when it comes to our faith and you know you're part of the Christian community um you're part of the women body of Christ community so what do you think are the biggest misconceptions or maybe biggest pressures that women have when it comes to our faith and why do you think that is? And it can be based to salvation or other things you see in the community. So I think the answer to that, I actually have two different points. Um, the first point being that in our folly and in our sin, I think we tend to compare ourselves um, to each other. And um, I think some of that comparison and like, oh, well, I read the Bible five times out of seven days this week. Um, so I don't even know what you're doing. But like that kind of comparison, um, I think really prevents us from being vulnerable and deep and like actually confessing our sins to each other. Because um, that's a really big part of Christianity and really sharing like, hey, I'm also struggling with like XYZ sin. Can you help me and help me stay accountable? And I think with some of those pressures and competition in quotes that we've really pushed on each other, that that is harder to bring to other people when we're trying to pretend to be like the most holy Christian out there. Um, when really everyone sins. So we really just need to cut that out. Um, and then second, I think one of the things that um, we've talked about in my life group and then one of the other Bible studies that I've been doing with women is it's hard sometimes to look at the Bible and read the Bible in a way that um, word for word sheds light on the positivities of being a woman. Um, there are like, we were talking about Gomer the other day and how like she's just looked at as like the sin of the, of the Bible. And um, just in general, like women submit to your husbands and like they're the head and like those types of conversations I understand why people are questioning the Bible in today's um, day and age because of that. But I think that questioning has to do with not actually digging deeper into what the Bible is saying about those things and really having that relationship with God and kind of bringing him that. Because I think it's twofold. Some of it um, is pride. Um, like 
I don't want to, I don't want to submit to my husband. Like, have you seen that guy? He can barely like fold his own laundry. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, I, I get that. And I think that, um, kind of digging <laughs> deeper in, you're like, okay, but like, that's not what it's saying. <laughs> it's not saying that you submit to him and everything in like a, like ruling way because he's also supposed to love you and respect you so I think (laughs) in that way um people really are thrown off and then also just like really loving Jesus we see that some of those stories are just like illustrating how much Jesus loves us and if he's he's used women so many times in the Bible so many times that there's no way that Jesus didn't love women. And so I think if we <laughs> take a step back, kind of shed some of our pride in the <laughs> in the moment and really dig into our relationship with God, I think that the Bible is a less treacherous place for women <laughs> and our feelings about women, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, those are both so good. And I think I never really thought about how like maybe how I like you were saying I feel like sometimes stories of women in the bible like this submit to your husbands or whatever can even be taught in like a negative light sometimes you know and never really thinking about how the way that we're perceived or taught how women are in the bible does impact how we live in our faith as women so that's really interesting and yeah I think comparison is the thief of joy as they say but like it's just so true and I think that was a big reason of unblemished was like okay people can read these stories from women and realize like oh hey they deal with that too um but it is hard especially I mean I know for me I grew up in like a Christian church and like or the Christian school you know and like kind of a private Christian school and I mean obviously you compared you know how you looked or whatever but it was like a different comparison to of like oh her bible is prettier than mine she must be a better christian than me like you know just things like that that just get planted in like how your christianity is supposed to look outwardly and then you're like well inwardly i must just be a mess then so i think that's good to just start breaking those down um and i just just want to come back to you know your feeling of not knowing if you were saved. I think that's super relatable. And also, so like, what do you think the church or body of believers, Christians could be doing better to make women, to make other people not feel that way? Like, I know your church kind of helped you along in that. Was that like a good way of doing it? Like, how do you think that should be where there's people in the church who don't still have that? Like, oh, I really don't know. Yeah. I, one of the reasons that we started going to the church um, that we do go to was that we appreciated that leadership really called the church out. And that sounds negative, but honestly, we found it very positive of like, hey, you guys say you're Christian, but like, you, you act this way, but we need to make sure we're, we're actually working in this way. Um, and we're actually reaching out to the less fortunate. We're actually reaching out to each other. And we're actually like confessing our sins to each other. We're not gossiping. Um, they very much are appointed of like, hey, 
we're not just going to come together on Sunday and like check this box off the list. Um, and obviously that's still a work in progress. Everybody's on that journey. It's not easy to just be like, oh yes, I'm going to do every single thing I'm supposed to be doing. Um, unfortunately, that's a very difficult thing to just flip that switch in um, 2020. But it is really important that I think we keep each other accountable in that journey. Um, and finding a group of people um, like Unblemished, like a Bible study, like a life group or a community group um, that you kind of lay down the rules of like, hey, like we're being honest here. Like this is not just like a come sing some songs and we'll do a prayer and then everybody have some snacks and go home like it has to be a situation where you're like hey like today like I struggled with anger like I was really mad at like a lot of people and like today I gossiped about someone and it made me feel good in the moment but then I looked back after and that was a terrible thing to do um just being able to actually like confess our sins and like recognize them but also work through it in a way that like those people will just give love back to you so that you know, like Jesus, like, let them be Jesus in your life, too, of showing that love to you and making you feel worthy, even though you have sinned. Um, so I think it's really important to find a group that will do that for you. Yeah, yeah, like, the Christian faith was never meant to be walked alone. And I think, yeah, and when I think you have that understanding of, like, well, I'm not worthy for heaven, but I am guaranteed a spot in heaven then you realize like when you sin, you're not like chipping away at your worthiness to heaven. Like you're not messing up your entrance to heaven. Like that's guaranteed. So it's okay. You don't have to be too afraid to admit that you messed up or, you know, cause we all have sin and all messed up regularly. Um, so one thing I wanted to talk about on a different note is that you're a new mom. So exciting. And so I wanted to talk about like, are there specific things that, you want your son to know like things that you feel are core truth beliefs that you want your son to have as you begin the parenthood journey yeah absolutely travis um is 10 months old so he's getting so big and he's starting to know when he's naughty so <laughs> teaching right from wrong is just around the corner um yeah i think this question is basically the core truth of like Jesus died for your sins um and that you are worthy to be in heaven just like everything we said like that's the core truth and then building around that um I honestly want him to know what it's like to have like a really personal relationship with God um and I hope to start like putting little thoughts of that in his head as a very young child. Um, but growing up, it was more like a set prayer and you're like, okay, cool. Like, please don't spite me, God. Like, that's great. Here's my prayers. Here we go. Kind of thing. And like, we leave church and we are done. Um, but I honestly, over the years have grown and like, Hey, like you can have a conversation with God and it doesn't have to end with, like 
a very specific protocol prayer. Like he wants us to be specific and like direct to him in our current needs and our specific needs. And I want Travis to know that like he can go to God with anything. Um, and also not take for granted everything that's around us and everything he does have. Um, cause that is God giving as well. So really to just have that relationship. Uh, and I think everything else will really fall into place around that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. As my grandma says, if you teach your children to love God, the rest falls into place. Um, and so also as a new mom and a woman during this pandemic, a person, what have been some of like maybe your biggest struggles during this season? Mm. Um, I think it's been hard um, just kind of being secluded and not really having the in-person um, support and also just community with our friends and family around us. Um, we like we're going to mommy group before the, all of this and like we had different appointments like we were expected at and we got to hang out with other babies and I just it's very sad that like Travis has kind of missed out on some of that and some of that socialization and seeing strangers in general um and honestly I'm very thankful that he hopefully won't remember any of this um, growing up just because I think it is a really difficult time and it's very hard to explain to small children uh, what's going on and like he's always trying to like pull our masks off um, <laughs> in public if we're going out with him we've done like two times um, but yeah it's just I think seclusion in like a personal in-person basis um, cause obviously we've like had phone calls with our life group and like zoom meetings for Bible study, but it's not the same and a baby doesn't enjoy it as much. So yeah, I think that's been the hardest. Yeah, for sure. I think like, it's also just for me, it's been realizing like, okay, this is actually a traumatic event, even though like I haven't personally experienced like COVID or anyone super close to me going through that, you know, like we're in a very weird global phenomenon of a traumatic event. And so just being able to say like, okay, it's okay if today I just need to cry for like no reason. And those kind of things, just a lot of different emotions and it's okay to be frustrated and angry and yeah, all of that. Um, well, thank you so much. I just have one last question. I like to ask everyone if someone was listening to this and was just going to take away one thing from it, um, what would you want that to be? That you're worthy for heaven and Jesus wants you to talk to him today. That's yeah. it. That's mm -hmm. As good as it can be. Um, mm -hmm. Well, Ari, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, talking to us. I'm so grateful for you and your support and unblemished and your vulnerability in writing things and just everything. I'm glad to know you and do faith and life alongside you. So yeah. Thank you, Katie. Thanks for having me. And I hope more people are able to find unblemished and find this awesome community. <laughs> me too. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Bye.
Thanks again to Ari for joining us today. And thank you to all of you out there who tuned in and listened to this podcast. I'm so grateful for the community of Unblemished, the people I know and the people I don't know. I hope you'll join us again in two weeks to listen to our next podcast. But until then, I hope you will just reflect and know that you are a loved, adored, created daughter of God and that he loves you so much and just has such a place in his heart for you and only desires to get to know you more. Um, But yeah, just stay rooted in him and until next time.